Do you feel like you need God's encouragement and wisdom throughout the week to take hold of His promise to fly like an eagle? You come to the right place. Welcome to Eagles on the Hill. Let's join our host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. Hey, people, I am your host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. So thanks for joining us on this edition of the podcast. Search for Eagles on the Hill on YouTube and hit the subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner. Or you can follow us wherever you listen to podcasts as we together follow Jesus and draw strength from him to fly like an eagle. Today, we're going to do the first of a three-part series. I don't know if we'll release these actually consecutively, but uh, here we go. It's called MAP, M as in Mary, A-P, M actually as in manuscript, A as in archaeology, and P as in prophecy. It's a great little uh, acronym to be able to help us as Christians when we're called upon to give a defense of our faith, and the Scripture uh, encourages us to be able to do that to give a defense of why it is that we believe what we believe. So today we're going to do manuscript, manuscript evidence for Jesus, for Christianity, for the Christian faith. Why is it that you believe that the Bible is true? Why do you believe that the Bible is accurate? Is that just a faith in nothing? No evidence? Or is there evidence for the fact that the Bible we're reading today is the Word of God is true, is actually what the authors originally wrote. So let's take a look at that. We're going to begin with the New Testament and uh, talk about how we got the New Testament down to us today. The New Testament is a collection of, of 27 different books, uh, some of them uh, sort of biographies of Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, talking about the life of the early church, the book of Acts, many letters of uh, St. Paul and various other apostles, and the book of Revelation, 27 books. The New Testament was originally written in Greek by different authors over a period of about 50 years, about 45 to about 90 AD. I know that's not 50, but we're using 50 as a round number. How do we know that what we have today is what the original authors wrote? back in the day, 50 AD, 55 AD. How, do, how in the world do we know we have what they wrote? Well, how we know it is this. The New Testament, when it was written, was distributed around the Roman Empire. So, for instance, an example, Paul would write a letter to the Christians in Ephesus, and the Christians in Ephesus would get that letter and be so excited to have a letter from St. Paul, and they'd make quick copies of it and send it off to neighboring churches. Those churches would be excited to get words from the actual St. Paul, and they'd make copies of it and send it off to neighboring churches. Around and around it went. And so there's lots and lots of copies of the New Testament around. 25,000 actual manuscripts of portions or all of the New Testament between when it was written and the invention of the printing press in various languages. There's 5,000 copies of complete New Testaments uh, in Greek. And so uh, this is incredibly powerful, all these copies. So what uh, historians do uh, is get together these copies. And of course, when you're making copies like this, there's going to be uh, some changes that happen in the copies. So what they do is get together and compare all the copies, figure out what families uh, the copies come from, go back to those early copies from 200, 300 AD, and figure out um, what the original was. And so today we can have high level of assurance that what we have today is what the original writers wrote in the New Testament. Let's take a look at that here. I'll show you a comparison to other ancient manuscripts. Um, we'll just take one line of this chart. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the chart. 
uh, Plato. Plato wrote his works in 400 BC. The earliest copy we have of Plato is 900 AD, so 1,300 years passed between our, our when Plato wrote and the copy we have, and we only have seven copies prior to the writing to the printing press. Yet today, do we believe we know what Plato wrote? We absolutely do. But look at the evidence for it. It's there's almost no evidence. Imagine 1,300 years pass between when Plato writes and the earliest copy we have, and we only have seven copies to compare. What in the world did Plato actually write? Compare that to the New Testament. Written between 50 and 100 AD, we have fragments of the New Testament from 114 AD. Almost no time passed compared to Plato. We have complete New Testaments within a couple hundred years of when they were written. Compared to Plato, 1,300 years passed, and we have 5,366 Greek copies of the New Testament. Wow. So the evidence is overwhelming that we have what those original authors wrote. What about the Old Testament? Well, the Old Testament was done very differently. The Old Testament, written over a period of a thousand years, written mostly in Hebrew, 39 different books by different authors. The earliest copy we have of the Old Testament, get this, the Leningrad Codex from 1000 AD. So what that means is, between the last book of the Old Testament being written, somewhere around 400 BC, and the Leningrad Codex, 1000 AD, it's about the same time elapsed as was for Plato. So, wow, it would seem like we have a lot less confidence that what we have is what the original authors wrote for the Old Testament. Well, the Old Testament was transmitted differently than the New Testament. The Old Testament, the Jewish uh, writers, the Jewish belief was that it was the Word of God, and they were going to treat it as precious from day one. Now, <clears throat> the early Christians believed the New Testament was the Word of God, but they just copied it. They were so excited. And the Jewish faith, a much more established faith at the time, they believed that uh, not everyone could copy it. Only scribes could copy the Old Testament. And they considered themselves human Xerox machines. We don't have time to get into it in this podcast, how that worked, but they would carefully copy from the original to the copy. <clears throat> they would even count the number of various letters in the original and the copy. They would count from beginning to end, let's say, of the scroll of Genesis and count from the beginning to the end of the new scroll that they were copying and make sure that the same letter was in the middle of both scrolls and so forth. Once they were convinced they had a good copy, in many cases, the original was tattered and worn, and they treated it like the we treat the American flag. They burned it, and then they began to copy the copy again. That's why we don't have many old copies of the Old Testament, because they treated those originals and then the copies, and then the copies when they wore out, like we do the American flag when it wears out, we burn it so that it cannot be desecrated. The earliest copy we have then is 1000 AD. So for a long time, there was speculation, do we really have what was actually written by those Old Testament writers? Well, that all changed in 1946. In 1946, in Israel, near the Dead Sea, is a place called Qumran, and some uh, shepherd boys were out throwing rocks into caves by Qumran, and uh, they discovered some old, old manuscripts of not only the Old Testament, but many other writings as well. 
These manuscripts were written about 100 BC to 100 AD. So somewhere in that range, 100 BC really to 70 AD. So around the time of Jesus. So suddenly we have copies of many of the Old Testament books, almost all of them, not from 1000 AD, but from a thousand years earlier. So we could go back and find out how good were those scribes? Were they accurate in their copies? It turns out, guess what? They were very accurate. They were like human Xerox machines. They made mistakes from time to time, but very small mistakes and only a few. We have many, many copies, for instance, of the book of Isaiah to take one book in the Old Testament that the people at Qumran apparently loved. They made many copies of it, and they hid them away in these jars in these caves. And because of the dry uh, area that it's in, they were preserved for all this time. So now, because of the Dead Sea Scrolls, key archaeological finding, although we're dealing with manuscripts, but we're kind of bleeding into archaeology here, key archaeological finding, because of the Dead Sea Scrolls, we now have a much, much, much higher degree of confidence that what we actually have today as our Old Testament is what the original authors wrote. So uh, just a, a great blessing that Dead Sea Scroll find in Qumran. All right, one more thing before we close out the manuscript piece, and that is, does Jesus ever appear outside the New Testament? Or is it only these New Testament Christian fanatics that write about Jesus? I'm not saying I view them as Christian fanatics, but you get the idea, the charge that's made. Actually, there are a number of sources outside the New Testament that talk about Jesus. They all talk about him in a way that would be against him. They're not believing in his resurrection, but nevertheless, they, they talk about his crucifixion, his life, his death, and how he is rumored to have risen from the dead. Tacitus, Pliny the Younger, Suetonius and Lucius are great examples of secular writers, early, early secular writers that talk about, mention Jesus, his crucifixion, his supposed resurrection. Josephus, uh, considered um, probably the most prominent ancient historian from, the from that time period. Josephus was Jewish, and uh, also somehow, uh, he was a great politician, uh, ingratiated himself with the Romans. So uh, he was pretty clever, pretty clever guy, but he wrote a history. Um, and he also mentions Jesus and the movement that started uh, with Jesus and his disciples. And then the Babylonian Talmud mentions Jesus and numerous events of his life, his crucifixion. Uh, they mention even some of his, and name some of his disciples. So, um, and that, and the, of course, that's against Jesus. So these sources, all being against Jesus, against the Christian faith, are great sources because they're trying to disprove what we believe, and yet they help us prove that Jesus did indeed, li indeed live, that the Bible is indeed true. Well, that's what we got for you today. We want to encourage you to uh, write us at eaglesonthehill211 at gmail.com. That's all one word, no spaces, dots, dashes, underscores. Just eaglesonthehill211 at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of this. Other uh, things you've come across, manuscript evidence that you think we maybe should have included. Lots more could be here, obviously, in this short uh, video and, and podcast. So write us, let us know also other topics you'd like us to talk about. Remember, as we close, uh, the promise of Isaiah 40, found 
in Qumran, in the Dead Sea Scrolls, that those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength and fly on wings like eagles. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.